Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. Thanks for listening in. Last episode of Guru Mantra Singh, we actually did some meditations together. And also he gave tips on how to make meditation a habit of your life. And really, we talked about what is meditation. Well, this episode today, we're going to talk about storytelling. Guru Mantra is a great storyteller, so we'll get into some of his stories and how um, young yoga teachers who are trying to grow into a business owner, how can they get into that world and balance yoga and business at the same time? Another thing I've heard about you is you're, you're a great storyteller as well. So um, are you, uh, is there some story that comes to mind to you that you're, you're able to share with our viewers? There's a couple. Uh, there's a story my mentor told me. He's my business mentor. And recently I was talking with a couple and she goes, I, I read that story in a book. And the same story? Because yeah, the same story that she told me, I read it in a book. And I go, when was that book written? And she told me. And I goes, well, guess what? It was 15 years before that book was written that this guy told me that story. Maybe, oh, wow. it's, maybe, it's, a, maybe it's a story that, <laughs> that uh, people tell. But uh, it's the story. What comes, is this? Yeah, what well, is this story? Well, the story comes from Delbert Carney. And he was the most honest, relaxed person that I never met in person. Mm. I only talked to him on the phone. And um, actually, bought, I bought a building from him. And we shook on the phone, and uh, all our all our conversations were on the phone. Never never saw his face or a picture of him. All I heard was his voice. And he told me the story. His son and I were the same age, and he was a, a real estate investor. And he said one day he had a son and a daughter. One day his son came to him, and, and this is where the story is in somebody's book. His son came to him and said, "Dad." <clears throat> Are we legit? Are we legit? And he goes, well, what? He says, we're not criminals, are we? He goes, son, what are you talking about? He goes, well, all your life, you, you, I've never seen you work, but we have money. And he goes, he goes, we're honest. We're honest people. He says, I do real estate. We have an income from real estate. And then his son said, well, dad, can you show me how to do it? And he goes, son, I've been waiting 34 years for you to ask me. <laughs> and that was the story. And, and I, was, I showed up about the same time that, uh, you know, just after, after his son. And, and then his, he helped his son get into it. And at that time, this is, this is more almost 25, 30 years ago. And at that time, Delbert was 78. And he told me his take home was 7-7. Seven thousand seven hundred clear after he paid all his dues. He had no debt. He never he never carried debt. He didn't believe in it. He was grew up on a mountain, and uh, and when he showed up in World War II, I was kind of tell you how old I am. I, I'm not as I'm not I'm seventy, but when he showed up, he he showed he was drafted in World War II, and he showed up in his overalls. And he was up in New York City. He came off the top of this mountain where he had never left in his life. That's where his family's land was, and that's where they took care of themselves. And they were self-sufficient. 
when he showed up in New York, he said there is a kid there with a straw hat on, smoking a cigarette, snapping mm. his gun. And he's kept looking at him and he's making a little bit. And he finally said, well, can I help you? He goes, well, yeah, what are you? Well, you know, what are you? Yeah, what are you? He said, well, what do you mean? What am I? He goes, well, where were you from? He go, He said, like, well, maybe it was Tennessee. And he goes, well, what do you do there? And he goes, well, I don't know nothing. I'm rich. And and he said, the, the kids started laughing at him. He goes, you're not rich. You're a hillbilly. And he said that never in his life did he not, did he feel that he was lacking of anything. Mm. He said it was cold, they had shoes, and they had clothes, they had all their food, and they had all the family. And um, and they, that carried him all through his, his life. And the one thing I was most, that, that always got me was when I call him up, he became my mentor, I'd ask him a question. And if I could get through, his phone was always busy, if I could get through to him, he would, I could hear him sink into his chair, sound like a leather chair. I'd ask my question. I hear that sound of the, of, the, of him sinking into the chair. I could just imagine him leaning back and he'd tell me a story. And that story would be the answer to my question. Mm. One time I asked, okay, I'm buying. When do I sell? He goes, you sell. He goes, when you double your money. <laughs> that means after you've, you've covered everything. And you're you're doubled your profit. That's when you sell if you want to. Mm. And I don't think he ever did sell. And he lived into his nineties. I found his obituary. And uh, his son's take home after he helped his son was twenty a month, twenty clear a month. And this was in nineteen the nineteen eighties. And uh, and his daughter always complained. He said, Daddy, you told me I'd make a million dollars. I only made 500000 <laughs> So the stories stories can provide solutions sometimes. And then um, thank you for sharing that story. Yes. I Some people, I learn better if somebody's telling me something and I can kind of kind of get the feel of it by listening. And... Uh, also, if you're talking to someone that's relaxed and honest, he was he was most honest. I don't know if he 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 could have been dishonest, but I don't. I never heard a a a, a word come out of his mouth that was sideways, and it was he was always relaxed. And uh, he lived in Colorado Springs. He told me, he said, I I rent my house here. It's it's, it's a uh, it's a million dollar house. If, if it was in San Diego, it would be a four million dollar house. And he said, "My my neighbors laugh at me because I, oh, oh, you know, I, I don't know if his son hears it. I never met his son or his daughter hear this, but his his uh, I know Delbert and his wife are, are passed away. But he, this is what he told me. He said he, the neighbors laugh at me because I have an old car and I wash it in the driveway. Mm. And he never leveraged anything. He he always he paid cash." And that's what they did it back on that mountain. Um, and then I guess, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, and anything else like, like their yoga teachers out today and how could they best get their message across to their students? Uh, if they're just starting out, they're new to yoga, uh, maybe they've completed level one training. Um, uh, what kind of things are helpful 
Um, watching a lot of a lot of students come through the the teachers training, the ones that that I've seen that really embrace the teachings and have are very sincere in in wanting to help people and up and uplift them and have no other agenda other than to uh, share that teaching with them and uh, those those they do well because people people recognize that yeah i think if 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 you go in if you're not if you're not honest you're not uh, i don't know if you well i mean I, I ran into this myself where you know there have been times where Oh, like how many students am I going to get today? Or, oh, this, this person has, well, I don't usually compare, but like there is sometimes that desire, but what you say about serving. Um, and I recently took the level two training, um, here with Merbani as well, that kind of helped me also kind of be reminded of that intention and also pray, sometimes pray for the students as well. Um, yeah, when when you're the Kundalini Yoga teacher, you pray. You don't pray for students to get okay. students. You pray for students. <laughs> for the student, if the student gives you a gift, that's a gift to the teacher. You take that. But when I I had it, my teacher, and I started teaching. And my first teacher was uh, Dr. Manjit Singh, and he was a student of Yogi Bhajan. Where was that? Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, okay. Fullerton, Placentia, Anaheim. And the ashram is about a couple blocks from the first Trader Joe's in Placentia. <laughs> we used to walk into the liquor store. They had one row of uh, health foods. If people were buying cakes. We would be buying, uh, you know, food bars. Food bars. Wow. You know, healthy. Memory lane. Yeah. What was the question? So, you, you started talking about how... Um, so when you pray for the students, yeah. When they give you a gift. When I became the teacher, I took the, took the teacher's training, I became the teacher. I didn't expect a gift. I never thought about it. And when I think about it, I don't know if I ever gave a gift to my yoga teacher. But I'm from a completely different tradition, mm -hmm. Western tradition. And, and so I... I contact my yoga teachers well the student gave me something what do i do because okay well that's not for you it's for the te you you're, you're the teacher and so you put it on an altar and that then you pray for that student that's when you pray for them mm. and and then you'll know what you would know what to do mm -hmm. you leave it on the altar and yeah, one time somebody dropped an envelope it was a thousand dollars in it and put it on the altar, and then I don't want to say this was me; it was some another teacher. Mm -hmm. And and then they went on the altar, and somebody came by, and they needed a thousand dollars, and the teacher goes, there it is. "Here it is." Yeah. So it's not any any when you that's you're praying for the student, you're remembering the student, you pray for them. So if you you have a teacher, give them a gift, and if they and they should be praying for you. Not praying that you come to their class. Right. <laughs> I, I never did that. I'm I'm sorry, students, but I don't care if you come to my class or not. And I'm there. I'm actually there for myself. It is very healing for me to to, to learn this and 
and to share it. And I'm you want to master something, you teach it. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, anything else you want to share? Well, in a sense, we're all viewers. We're always look. If you're looking at yourself, mm. if you're listening to this, maybe you see somewhere or place in you that maybe something Abhishek said. Maybe if you you have something important, if you're going to go on a stage, well, the stage of life, maybe you're you're going to have to prepare in that way. And just remember that time when you're beautiful and and things are wonderful, and and uh, so you show up like that, and you should and you should show up. You should take the time every day to work on yourself so you can show up in the way that you want to be. Show up. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate your time, Guru Mantra. Abhishek, <laughs> you're, you're an amazing guy. I'm glad that uh, I got to sit down with you, bud. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.